0: section seven of a short description of Tor abbey by hugh robert watkin this librivox recording is in the public domain the entrance to the garth was through the present subway level with the undercrofts and originally little if at all below the level of the outside ground the walls partitioning off the undercrofts from the passageway are thinner than the main walls of these west buildings, which are nearly five feet thick at the ground. The basement of the abbot's tower projecting from the west wing of the abbey formed the main entrance to the seclusion of the garth and canons' quarters. The walls on each side of the entrance have recessed seats where wayfarers seeking rest and shelter for the night would be interviewed by the prior or cellarer or the poor sat waiting for the remnants of the canon's repast the abbot's tower the first story is reached by a stairway adjoining the north side as the level of the road as shown by excavation was originally two and a half feet lower than at the present day and the lighting of the guest hall and undercroft have both been altered in this corner there is little doubt that this was not the original means of access to the guest hall and abbot's quarters from a slight thickening of the masonry on the right-hand side of the basement entrance the stairway may have been placed at this point and the doorway probably in the south side of the tower a lavatory with ogee arch is in the north wall of the guest's entrance this is obviously of the same date as the doorway into the hall the second story is now reached by means of the staircase leading from the first floor of the tower to the dining-room through a doorway made in the south side of the tower in the three feet thickness of the wall three high steps of local conglomerate stone have been inserted this doorway like the staircase is modern and the chamber doubtless the abbot's study as well as the third story, which now contains the clock, were connected by a newelled stairway in the southeast corner of the tower, direct with the abbot's rooms. This well worn circular stairway bears the marks of much usage, and the steps, with lift of about ten inches, have been repaired with slate. It was originally built of conglomerate rock, an unsuitable material but which attests its age as beer stone and granite were used later the stairs now only lead from the floor of the second story but the structure of the steps deviation of the line of wall below just inside the ogee arched entrance into former guest hall and a recess in the wall of adjoining pantry show indubitably that these stairs connected the upper rooms of the tower with the abbot's apartments the tower underwent complete repair in eighteen seventy four when the floors were renewed and the second story panelled the new old stairway originally led direct on the roof the top of the tower has been repaired with bricks and the stairway is now closed by a wooden trap-door a chimney has at one time been inserted in the east wall and a fireplace of ham hill stone put in the second story the bell on which the clock now strikes was formerly rung in a small wooden belfry on the roof by rope from the first story the hole in the ceiling through which the rope ascended can be seen just inside the ogee arched entrance the bell is thirteen and a half inches in diameter at the mouth with a depth of nine and a half inches the original eye cast in the bell by which it was suspended has been broken and it is now hung on two wrought-iron loops bolted to a rocking beam there is a legend that the bell was taken from one of the vessels of the spanish armada from its size it may have been a ship's bell but the old clapper now hanging useless has no ring or fastening for lanyard this theory is further refuted by an inscription on the bell in old english characters the lettering in the mould appears to have been misposed so that the inscription probably reads reversed as on one of the church bells at kennelly many of the old church bells in devonshire have been recast but there are some thirty-four with inscriptions in old english lettering more or less undecipherable and there is little doubt that this is one of the abbey bells the tone is thin but silvery and from the fact that this bell alone has been preserved from the dissolution of the abbey it is probable that it always hung in this tower and thus escaped the destruction of the church bells it may have summoned the canons lay brethren and guests to meals and possibly sounded the curfew the modern chapel when used as the guest hall this building contained no gallery as now and extended over the passage in the basement the ogee arched entrance thus opened direct into the hall this is further proved by the position of the fireplace which would then be in the centre of the east wall the walls have been thickly covered with lath plaster and an apse of this material surmounts the altar behind which steps in the wall lead down into the vestry the carved wooden bosses at the intersections of the ceiling ribs are probably the only portions of the room now visible which antedate its conversion to a chapel in 1779 the altar crucifix standing on a white marble representation of tomb is probably of swiss workmanship the six candlesticks are of local marble in which the embedded corals are beautifully shown the chapel contains several mural tablets the earliest erected to the memory of george carey esq who died december the first eighteen o five and of cecilia his wife august thirtieth seventeen seventy nine the year the chapel was dedicated the visitor will regard with reverence and sympathetic thought the beautiful piece of marble with gilded letters and frame inscribed to the memory of Lieutenant Henry J. L. Carey of the Devonshire Regiment, dearly loved only son of Colonel Lucius Carey of Tor Abbey and of Bertha, his first wife. He died in South Africa, second of January, nineteen o one, during the Boer War, in his twenty ninth year. Rest in peace. End of section seven.